Recovery is real. Hey Warriors, it's LC. This is the theme of Shop Recovery Stuff's spring line of apparel and merchandise. ShopRecoveryStuff.com has the most stylish, thought-provoking, and inspirational recovery merchandise so that you can live your recovery out loud and shine a beacon of hope for all those still sick and suffering. Hope is real because recovery is real. Get on over to ShopRecoveryStuff.com and tell them LC sent you. Hey Recovery Soul Warriors, this is LC and I am here with two of the most awesome ladies I've had the honor to meet and they are from the Sober Experiment. Alex and Lisa, welcome to Recovery Soul Food. Thank you so much for being here. Hey! Hi. Thank you for having us. <laughs> we always say that at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coolest thing about being best friends, right? And doing this all together, which I thought was amazing about your story. I mean, how many friends actually go through addiction together and or, you know, get sober and have each other to to have these accountability partners? Because I feel sure after meeting you ladies that um, that you guys definitely keep each other on the mend, right? Go on, Lisa, you go. <laughs> <laughs> Normally we can see each other because we butt in on each other a lot. I'll just <laughs> warn you about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Being able to do a go sober with your very best friend is just awesome. And we really do keep each other going, don't we, Alex? Yeah, we don't. We don't slip because the other one would completely kick our asses. We- <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so it's like it's it's obviously it's really positive, but there's also yeah massive accountability. Everything that we our values beyond our friendship and behind our friendship is all about being sober now. So of course you're not only letting yourself down if you relapse, you're letting each other down, and that holds us accountable and keeps absolutely sober. Yeah, yeah, that that accountability thing you know was such a big thing for me getting in into recovery is. I needed that accountability and I I just, I I think that would just be amazing to have someone to know you as long as you all have known each other because you grew, both grew up in, in kind of a similar background, correct? Yeah. um, uh, This is Alex speaking now, but yeah, um, our parents, um, our fathers were friends. We don't actually know when they met, but they were friends probably before we were even born and wow. socialized together and they were they were kind of drinking buddies as well um and on a sideline both my father and Lisa's stepfather ended up dying of alcohol related diseases um but yeah we were introduced because of that we were just thrown together at a sleepover at like 11 and 12 years old we didn't even know whether we'd like each other and and our parents whether we'd like each other they just wanted an excuse for us all to be in the same place so they could have a drink together (laughs) played out that same pattern for years and years together and yeah we've I don't think there's anything we don't know about each other except for Lisa doesn't always remember my birthday and I'll just I remember your birthday it's the 11th (laughs) 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 you know what I was just as you were saying that story it just came over me, you know, 
who would have known that two little girls were going to randomly meet and change their family genetic history and stop alcoholism in its tracks right then? Who, I mean, how mind blowing is that? That gives me chills right now. That just blows me away. I've never even thought about it like that. And that's just give me goose pimples because we really are. Hey, Alex, we are doing that. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Right now, it stops with you two. Yeah. In your generational life. We we do recognize it, but slightly differently because we always say that our children won't follow the same cycle they have because they've got good role models in their lives. And Mm -hmm. certainly our youngest ones, it's obvious in the way that we parent and in their feedback that that's it. You know, this they see the difference between drunk mums and now sober mums and they would choose sober just through example. Absolutely, because what you've taught them in that time is is going to now bleed into their lives. And then you've just changed. You two grew up in an atmosphere of pubs and and bars and partying and drinking and and you went through and repeated that and now your children get to grow up in an atmosphere of recovery and positivity and laughter and love and now they will without a doubt repeat that and so what uh just what just a beautiful thing to that a gift that recovery gives us is the ability to see things in that way and change generations. That's, that's beautiful to me as if you guys weren't already just awesome enough. (laughs) Now we get this. So you, you guys have books, newsletter, Facebook support group, podcast, YouTube, sober Saturdays, I mean, you ladies are showing up in the world in a mighty way. And I just have to say thank you. How do you manage to be moms and family and, and friends and do all of that? Just that that's just so amazing. Tell me about the journey, the vision. You know, you for go? me, um, I think we're just so passionate about it that we can't not do it. You know, from as soon as I, when I stopped drinking and realised how flipping awesome it could be, how amazing I was feeling, how many good things there were about it. There's no way being the type of person that I am and Alex is um, that we couldn't share this with everybody. Like everybody needs to know about it, right? Yeah, I feel the same way. You need, you got to get this. You got to get it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I think for us as well, we realised that actually alcohol wasn't all that we'd been sold or told that it was over the years and it was kind Mm. of all a bit of a lie and we don't like being fibbed to do we Alex (laughs) Mm. no no we definitely don't and I think that it it kind of happened in two stages so Lisa got sober and Mm -hmm. if you know Lisa like I know Lisa she is the single most and I'm going to call her strong-minded because I'm going to compliment her rather than say she's stubborn but she's stubborn (laughs) 
<laughs> but you had to the... throw stubborn in there, don't think I didn't notice, and everyone she's else one... will too. <laughs> she's one of the strongest-minded people that I've ever known, and I say that because she's obviously because she's my best friend, but it's true. I've never known anybody like her, and when she puts her mind to something, she's doing it. But whatever, like, whatever happens, you're not going to stop her. So she phoned me up and she said, right, Alex, I've got an awful hangover. And just to put you in the picture, we would usually phone each other every weekend and say, oh, my God, guess what I did last night? I'm being sick. I feel ill. Oh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And then the other one would say, no, 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 you're fine. It's not as bad as what I did. So we kind of perpetuated this behaviour for years. But this one day she phones me up and she said, Alex, I'm giving up drinking. I swear uh, the reactions, there was like a, a mini meltdown occurred inside. First of all, I thought, oh, my God, I've lost my drinking partner. Yep, but, yep. Uh, oh, it'll pass. It's, it, she, it's just bad. It's a phase. She don't mean it. And third, I thought, yep. oh, my God, it's Lisa. She definitely does mean it. <laughs> she said, I'm doing 100 days. I'm going to do 100 days and just experiment with going sober, and I want to see how I feel. I just want to see if I feel better. And a year later... She hadn't put any pressure on me. She just kept saying every now and again, you're going to go sober. I know you're going to do this. You're going to go sober. And a year later, I blooming well went sober because there was no way that I was missing out on the fun that she was having. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. I love that story. That is so amazing because <laughs> it's not often that one, that somebody, especially that, you know, you love and you, you want to, you know, get well and do it quick. It's not very often that you find somebody who's not judgmental and not real pushy about it. Cause you know, the smokers that give up the smoking and then everybody can't smoke and you got to quit smoking and they're on you. But that's so, it, that's really so kind and, and shows to, I guess both of your transparency and your, your real love for each other. It's like, it's like she, she just knew that you were going to be okay. Like she just, she just knew that you were that you were going to be okay and you were going to do that as well. And I think that is a brilliant, brilliant story. I love it. The relationship you have is so unique. And just what you all are doing with all of this stuff is such a blessing to the world and the recovery uh, world and community because I like that the the mood is light and i think that it's probably your natural personality to be light and funny and not take anything too seriously and not that addiction's not a serious disease but goodness gracious haven't we been carrying around such heavy weights you know already let's throw some of that off and really live on the side of positive and i want to hear what you guys have to say about that yeah, I, I think um, that there's so much blame around any addiction. There's so much blame carried by the person and shame mm. guilt mm -hmm. and remorse. So, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Of course, addiction is a really serious topic and recovery is a really serious topic, but you don't have to do it miserably. You know, the mm. ways that you can do this and do it happily and positively and lightheartedly to actually make that whole journey much easier and you don't have to feel ashamed because you know Lisa and I wouldn't be here now had we not experienced what we experienced before we would be yep. now had we not tried a hundred times to moderate or a hundred times to quit it, it's not it, there's, no, there's no failure when yep. you relapse or when you have to try again and we've never associated with that and we don't associate with any of the 
um, kind of stigmas around that. We, we absolutely wholeheartedly believe this can be done by switching your mindset to being positive and fun and and happy about it and choose sober. You're not nobody's forcing anybody to go sober here. You choose sober. If you didn't choose sober, you would never enter into recovery. Yes. I yes. Agree. So beautifully said. Beautifully said. I love that. I just think I really, really oh, do. Because go ahead, Lisa. I told you, give you us I'm your... a butter in her. <laughs> you do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Because I want to hear from you because that's just beautifully said. Beautifully said. <laughs> I know that we've got to follow that. No, I agree with Alex. I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to do things and with recovery, I know how hard it can be, but for me, it's focusing on all the amazing benefits that it brings because it does. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so hard for people to keep going over and over all the bad stuff that they've done. And I know that, you know, for some people that works because they don't want to do that again. But it yeah. doesn't mean that you can't have fun. It doesn't mean that you can't laugh. It doesn't mean that you can't be proud of yourself or, you know, it's the best thing wholeheartedly going sober is that's ever happened to me and everything good in my life I put down to sobriety like honestly I'm always saying that's that's since I've stopped drinking that that's because I'm sober but it actually I really believe that it is and I think it's so important to concentrate and really focus on all the things that you have got every single day yes yes I say, if you want to change your life, if you want to change, the first thing you got to do is change on the inside of you before you can change the outside. And if you ever just want to get yourself there, start in gratitude. Oh, Real gratitude is I what changed love my life. Gratitude, honestly. Oh my god. We speak about this a lot, don't we, Alex? And for yeah, we're very different, aren't we? Like that, because I'm learning still. I'm, I'm a full year behind you, so I just kind of wander around following you, saying what's <laughs> but your gratitude is so important and I genuinely believe honestly we have both of us have been through some real real shit together haven't we um you know in independently and I just believe there is always always something to be grateful for always no matter how bad it gets you can find one thing to be grateful for yes Without a doubt, you know, my wife and I are, we're at two different recovery years as well. And, and it's, it's the same dynamic, you know, it's just what Alex was saying is I'm a year behind you here. You know, and that's, I, I I do, my wife, she reminds me all the time, Hey, wait, I'm a little bit behind you. And I'm like, well, it's good up here. It's really good. (laughs) And the way to start getting it, I tell is really just what you said is gratitude. You get into gratitude and it doesn't have to be a million things because I was, I had the same things in my life when I got into recovery, the same people, you know, I had things to be grateful for, but my perception did not allow me to see them. And it was hooking up with real mind, heart connected gratitude for even just one thing. When you begin to do that, it begins to broaden the things that you see in your life. It's a beautiful way to live. And I, what I really, really, really love and appreciate about you ladies as well. And the sober experiment is that you also talk to a demographic of, 
of people getting sober that aren't that that are not living a an addiction story that is you know the down and out they are the everyday you know moms in a different culture and you also have something you know called the 30 day sober experiment and i really want you all to hear that uh, i mean talk to us about that because i want to make sure that we cover all audiences because like we talked about before Sober and recovery is the new epidemic. That's what we're working on making so that people see it's more fun and more amazing to be on this side versus in the 90s and in the 80s when we were driving people towards alcohol and drugs, that that was the life you had to live. But a lot of people are living a secret life and and don't really find the connection with some of the addiction and recovery resources. So please talk to us about that and and that gray area, as Alex calls it. I like that. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think the first thing is when you look at me and Lisa, neither of us, like you said, uh, kind of were the stereotypical alcoholic or addict. And for us, that just put off becoming sober so inside both of us knew there was a problem as in we would drink for stress we would drink to become socially confident we would drink Mm -hmm. we would drink to dance we would drink to grieve we would drink for all these reasons but neither of us associated with being alcoholic and neither of us wanted to associate with being alcoholic because it's got this image behind it that means you are you are diseased you are you are now this person that has to go to to AA or to you know some sort of recovery center and that actually stopped us getting sober for a long time we Mm. we believed fully that we were normal drinkers and society has this kind of you know you're either an alcoholic or you are Mm -hmm. but nobody's looking at that group in the middle which we belong to and you know For the most part of the week, neither of us would have a drink. If we did, it would be a glass of wine with a meal. But at weekends, we would drink completely our weekend away from the second finishing work on a Friday. And it would last, the anxiety and the fear of all that drinking would last to midweek. And nobody's discussing that. Nobody's discussing what society calls normal drinkers. And we decided between ourselves that actually we don't believe there is anything uh, any such thing as a normal drinker. There's just what society accepts as a normal yes. drinker. And nobody's helping mm-hmm. these people to take a break and, and choose sober and just live positively. For years, we believed you had to be an alcoholic to then go sober. And that's not the case at all. You can choose sober. You can choose sober because of your cultural or religious beliefs. You can choose sober because you just don't want to wake up with a hangover. You can choose so because you want the clarity that it brings. You can choose so because your best mate's doing it and you want a piece of it. There's no <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, we want to shout out to those people and that's why we've done our 30-day experiment, which I'm hoping – Lisa hates it when I do this, but I'm hoping Lisa's going to tell you a little bit about what we're doing in the workplaces as well because that's this is kind of where we went from realising this point. Yes. 
definitely. I think um, we like to challenge people's beliefs, don't we, around alcohol. Like Alex said, you know, um, you don't have to be or class yourself as an alcoholic to stop drinking. I said this earlier, but I used to feel sorry for alcoholics. I was like, oh, my God, you poor thing. You can never, ever drink again and be like me, who's a normal drinker. Like, who did I think I was? (laughs) You know, and especially when we had it, you know, in our family, we had friends that really, really struggled. So to actually get to a point in our life where we was like, oh, actually, alcohol is really not helping me. It's not doing me any favours and it's becoming problematic, but we're too ashamed to say so because of Mm. what people think. And I think this is what we want to work on. You know, like I said, we want to challenge people's beliefs around alcohol. We're passionate about removing the stigma that is attached to sobriety and alcoholism. So with our 30-day experiment, what our main thing is, is to help people with their mindset, which is what we said um, before. And, you know, we want people to talk more openly and honestly about the fear of being labelled or without the fear of being labelled or judged. Um, And that's kind of what we work on. But the workplaces, so we go into workplaces now and they are absolutely scared to death of us, aren't they, Alex? When they hear <laughs> yeah. called the sober experiment is coming in and, you know, they must have this own, their own picture of what these two women are going to walk in and look like. Right, right. <laughs> and they're like, well, you, you're not going to stop us drinking, are you? You're not going to stop us drinking because I drink for this and I drink for that. And we go, no, 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 are we heck? But really we're thinking, watch this space because we definitely are. <laughs> 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 and by the time we leave every single time nine out of ten of them are going oh we want to try your 30 day sober experiment and it's awesome. That's awesome. you know you know we're not preaching we're not saying you must go sober we're saying oh yeah since we got sober our friendship has blossomed we're better parents we've done sober holidays we look at our skin look at our hair <laughs> This is the thing, and people in the workplaces, what you hear of so much is that they're drinking because of the stressful job or because they've got anxiety, you know. They're self-medicating and they're not talking about it. They're not telling people, and it's so normalised in the workplace that, oh, yeah, I'm going to go home and have a glass of wine. And we know it's not a glass usually. It's usually the bottle. Um, And I think so when we go in, and we know that even – after just 30 days stopping drinking, that people start to notice a difference. They start to feel, even just after 30 days, a sense of achievement. Um, And I think that's what, you know, when we help with the mindset and we kind of show them how they've been lied to, how they sold this drink. You know, it's everywhere. It's all over your Facebook. It's all over the adverts, the alcohol industry have it, you know, the government make an absolute flipping fortune from it Um, so we're being sold it all the time and I think when people start to realize oh actually it it causes me more anxiety it causes me more stress that's why I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning um you know things like this so we really help with the mindset it's like a little honey trap in honesty right because (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> try it try it for 30 days and then after 30 days we go 
go another 30. <laughs> go another 30. <laughs> and, and honestly, by the time they get, they don't, if they've done 30 days and they're feeling differently, there's a high proportion stick at it and choose yes. sober. And the more people, the more of these grey area drinkers choose sober, the more normal it becomes to not be a drinker. One of the things we say to people, well, there's two things we say to people that really kind of shock them. One is that alcohol was banned as an anaesthetic in the 1970s because it was too toxic, yet the government mm. allowing you to pour it into your body. And mm-hmm. The other one nice. is, have you ever seen a piss person advertising the drink that they're selling? Oh, <laughs> ever? No, you know why? Well. Because no advert wants to see a woman or a man hunched over the toilet, vomiting, punching <laughs> face, waking up in the gutter, squatting for a wee in the street, fighting with their best friend, falling asleep mid sentence, or repeating themselves. So no, the the, the actual product can't even use its result nope. to sell its own products. It can't. <laughs> Oh my gosh. There's got, I can't imagine not one person in the room signing up after that, because that's like the honest truth. That is so true. And you know, I've never, ever even thought of it that way. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) At least his idea that way. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, but you're so right. You're so right. We have we have built a culture of self-medicators and then we come out with, you know, then people begin to die and all of a sudden now we have these epidemics and then we blame the, the addict or the alcoholic. We blame the one that lost control and, and then want to punish the ones that lost control but we paint a picture of normal over here. You're supposed to be like this, a normal drinker, um, a recreational user. And how dare you get out of control? Now you're just shameful. And so I can't tell you how much I appreciate what the message that you're bringing, how much I appreciate the way in which you're doing it how much I appreciate that gray area of all the people that can now learn to live sober because you are absolutely right beyond a shadow of a doubt. It is the mindset around all of it that if you change your mindset, you'll change your life. And I've got but one question before we leave, and it might be kind of a deep one, but I want to know from each of you, what is the best gift that sobriety has given you? Oh, God. Do you want to go first, Lisa, or do you want me to go first? Um, I don't mind. I can go. You know what? It's oh, I could speak all day forever and ever about how many yeah. gifts sobriety has given me. So it's a really tough one to try and pick just one. But I am going to say it's given me my ability to be a good parent when I needed mm. to be one. Um, I've got teenage, my, my eldest is 21. I've got a 17 year old and a 14 year old. And two, two years ago, they were, oh, they were being a nightmare. They were going through a very, very tough time. And they were being, imagine teenagers bad and then triple it. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, I was burying my head in the sand 
by drinking every weekend and by mm-hmm. stopping drinking it stopped me burying my head in the sand and it helped me be a good parent it helped me really really get my shit together and get the shit together and we're in all in a very good place so I think sorry that was very long and drawn out it could <laughs> no, but yeah beautiful. I think for parenting for me 100% amazing Alex how about you mine um has to be the clarity that and peace that getting sober has brought to me because my inner chatter before was always mm. either about I drink too much or I'm not good enough at this or I'm I'm not good enough at or, or regret and blame. I had quite a difficult childhood and I held a lot of bitterness about my parents. They never harmed me, but I struggled to come to terms with that. And I, especially after my dad died, um, I never mm-hmm. dealt with it. I just kind of drank it away. Um, not very long ago, a couple of years ago, I actually had a miscarriage and again. I think that was my turning point and it was the point at which Lisa and she talks about being a good parent but she also became a really good friend at that point and a, a friend that she would not have been had she been drinking even though she still was and when I say she showed up she showed up she she dragged me off the sofa and dragged me out for walks and made me face my demons um beautiful and I know that's about her but it's also about me because what happened mm-hmm. after that was I was able to take a big look inside and start to make peace with things that had haunted me for years. And that made me a stronger person. It made me a better friend. It made me a better wife. It made me a better parent. And all of that came about because of the clarity that getting sober brought. Beautiful. Beautiful. That was you know, both of you, Alex. the way you answered that question, <laughs> the way both of you answered that question were, are are two of things that are on when I was answering that question are the same things. It was the ability to be a parent, the clarity to be able to let go of the bitterness and, and things that I carried around from my past and to be able to step into my truth. I had to heal to be able to step into my truth. So recovery has given so many gifts. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest gifts it has given me is the ability to meet people like you ladies that are doing beautiful, amazing things to change the world over back to that place that where we can love our lives again and have fun in the world and, and be healthy and wealthy and wise and all of the things that we all are looking for, searching for in our lives. So please let everyone know where all we can find you ladies, where we can get any products, how we can sign up. And for the listeners, this will all be in the show notes as well. But again, I could listen to Alex and Lisa talk all day. So I uh, tell us everything. Leave nothing out. Don't say that because we will keep you all day. (laughs) (laughs) I can stay here. We are on Instagram, Sober Experiment. Um, Facebook also, Sober Experiment. We've got a podcast which you can find on Apple iTunes, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the 
podcasty places um, as Sober Experiment. Twitter is Experiment Sober and our website, which is www.soberexperiment.co.uk. But our main, we, we're on Instagram a lot, aren't we, Alex? And the link is in our bio on there to everything else that we do as well. Yeah, and yeah I, I love just, your link tree. Can I just add as well that there are two... There's The Sober Experiment and this Sober Experiment podcast. Look for the Alex and Lisa logo because we won't want you to get mixed up and go to somebody else's. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of did. And for a second, I was like, wait a minute. I don't think this is the same. <laughs> this is no, a touchy I, subject. Did this they bring one. an American lady on with them? I didn't think there were three. <laughs> <laughs> no, there definitely isn't. Um, but yeah, we we are the Sober Experiment podcast, and it's our logo's got our Alex and Lisa on it. So, um, thank you for clearing that up because yeah, I got confused like that, and actually had forgotten that I got confused like that. So thank you for doing that, ladies. It has been an honor and a pleasure, and I can't wait to get this episode mixed and out. I don't even want to wait till next week. Like <laughs> I want to put the message out there so quick and. I could do it right now and just let it be, but doggone it, we have to do things by certain rules, right? But <laughs> I can't wait to do this. And I pray that you all will, I can have you back again. And I do recovery soul food over on Patreon too, where I like to offer um, some different types of webinars and stuff. I'd love, love to get you ladies over there as well. And let's Let's brighten up the recovery world and let's brighten up the sober movement. You ladies are bright and shining lights. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. I've really, you've brightened my day up. You've I've brightened really, mine too, Lona. I've had a really lovely time. Thank you. I have. It's oh, been really, great. really lovely. Thank you for having us. Thank you both. Wow, right? See, I told you you were going to enjoy this episode. I enjoyed so much from my heart spending time with both of these ladies. I enjoy reading through all of their posts. I enjoy the all of the information and resources that they have put up there. And the best place to find them is there on Instagram at the Sober Experiment. And make sure that you um, see. Alex and Lisa's logo there because I guess there's there's another sober experiment as well. Make sure you find the right ones because Alex and Lisa are two very, very special human beings walking the earth today, right now, sharing their information, inspiration, and motivation. I am humbled at all times to get to talk to some of the most amazing thought-provoking, brightest minds in this conscious recovery movement. And I tell you, we're just getting started. So stick with the Recovery Soul Food Podcast. Remember to share us out with your friends. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Make sure that our message is grown. And listen, podcasting is really close to my heart. I love doing it. It was the beginning of my vision but it does cost a little bit of money. So I ask that you would consider becoming a supporter of the Recovery Soul Food Podcast. We can go from, there are different packages from 99 cents a month to $4.99 a month, 
all the way to $20 a month. That just helps us keep the recovery podcast up and growing for equipment and different subscriptions. I just want to thank you for all of your support and encouragement of me and the Recovery Soul Food Podcast. You are absolutely so important to me. You are my soul warriors. Thank you.